As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. When you have games like this, you got to figure out, you got to soul search, and you got to be able to stop the bleeding. Obviously, the last five weeks has been extremely difficult. It's not fun because we all want to win. Here's to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. Cause the drinks bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. It's week 12 of the National Football League. And the Bears are stuck in a four-game losing streak. But thankfully, they've had two weeks to prepare. you got to look good coming out of your bye week, right? Deep drop here, looking downfield. Aggressive call and a shot into double coverage is intercepted. That means everything got fixed, right? Now it's third and 17. It's another big rush from Gary. Trubisky lost the ball. It's scooped by Preston Smith, who takes it in for the Green Bay defensive touchdown. I mean, they worked out all the kinks. The offense is good. Mitch is back. Third and 11. Pack bringing five. Trubisky taking it deep into a lot of coverage. It is intercepted. Oh, no. We suck again. Here to go back over what really happened. The news and the notes of the game. Rehashing the trash. It's the Adams from NBC Sports Chicago. It's Adam Hope. You look great. You look amazing. Your hair rocks. And from The Athletic, it's Adam John. What can I tell you? It's good to be the owner. That's right, Ford. Unlike the Bears, these guys are winners. It's Hogan Johns. All right. So that was and continues to be an absolute disaster in Green Bay. It is so bad, Adam Johns, that for the first time in our podcast history, this was not planned, including uh, if you're if you're f- watching live on YouTube right now. We've never done this before. We didn't plan this uh, before tonight. This Bears game has gotten so out of hand that for the first time we are recording the podcast in the middle of the game and putting it on YouTube because you might as well be listening to us. Hopefully, I mean, you can keep the game on, put it on mute, but... Listen 11. <laughs> Trubisky <laughs> and shotgun formation. It's uh, it's bad. And I believe, and again, we're doing this on the fly. Uh, so, you know, whether watching live or listening to the podcast later, this might sound a little different. Who cares? Uh, I can see your comments, though, it looks like as they're coming in on YouTube. So if you have some questions, um, 
and I know they're going to be about pink slips. I can see those already. We'll answer them as much as we can. But welcome in. Hogan John's with you. If you're just clicking on a link and f- here for the first time, uh, welcome in. This is the first time we've ever done this live. But we do the Hogan John's podcast on The Athletic. Subscribe. You can listen to it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to The Athletic as well. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you can do that. And you can read my post-game content. Uh, as soon as we get done with this, we'll start writing. that. I'll have that up at NBCSportsChicago.com as well. Johns' stuff on The Athletic. Well, Johns, it is 41-10. to 10. It may get worse. We're still in the fourth quarter here between the Bears and Packers. And uh, this was kind of the nightmare scenario, I think, coming out of a bye week. If you're if you're Matt Nagy and if you're Ryan Pace, an absolute pummeling that feels very, dare I say it, a Mark Tressman like, does it not? It, we it, saw we saw something like this six years ago, 2014 in Green Bay. We were there that time. Yeah. Uh, Let's be clear. That was still worse. That's how bad that was. But are you sure? But this is bad too. I mean, they're both bad. It's kind of like comparing the quarterbacks at this point. Um, neither are good, and I I don't know. This certainly opens the door. I mean, this this opens the door. To, I think to to major changes. Again, there's still five weeks. We'll, we'll see what happens. But let me say this right out of the gate because I wrote this down. You know, the Jaguars fired their general manager today. And if I'm doing the count right, that's Jacksonville, Detroit, Atlanta, Houston. Am I missing anyone else? That's it for right now, I believe. That is four general manager jobs already yeah, open. Houston was a twofer. Don't forget. So let me be clear. I'm not predicting yet that this is going to happen. Let's still feel this out. However... I do have to say, if Ted Phillips, George McCaskey, towards the top, starts to contemplate such changes following this game, uh, there's already four teams out there looking at general managers, including one candidate in your own building, reportedly, with Champ Kelly. So the point is, you start to get in some competition there, and you don't want to fall too far behind if that's the road you're going to go down. Well, if you fire the GM, you got to fire the coach too. Can we just be non-bears in this situation? They they did it to Jerry Angelo, they did it to Phil Emery. They made their new GMs keep the coach. If you're going to fire Ryan Pace, just fire everybody. Just get it all over with. Well, you can give the new GM the choice of keeping the coach. Okay, they didn't give them a choice. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. No, yes, no. In the yeah. past, you're right. You're absolutely right. In the past, they said. You have to keep the coach. You can't You can't go about it that way. I totally agree with you there. Now, but if they want to say, hey, look, just right now, we're going to move on from the general manager. We're going to keep the head coach in place for the rest of the season. We'll evaluate the rest of this at the end of the year. That's That would be an okay way of doing it. I, I would say this. I feel, and I was text, texting this to our friend, the Fishman, Kevin Fishman. I feel like it would be, I don't, I don't know if easier is the right word, but... Finding a, a GM candidate would seem easier if we're rating these situations than maybe finding the next head coach candidate because I just think head coaches are just in such short supply, like qualified ones who can really invigorate an organization and, and really write uh, a sinking ship, especially offensively, and, and just have everything going in, in, in the right sense. So, yeah, it, it's, not, uh, it's not ideal. Uh, Virginia McCaskey is in Green Bay right now watching this. I don't think she left. Do you think she left? 
I mean, I would have. Yeah, I mean, get her, get her in a car. Nice, get on forty three. Nice car. Get on. I've I've driven that. How many times have we driven that home after a night game? It is lonely. Uh, there are no lights. There's deer, and you want to watch out for the deer. I I would I'd get a jump on it. Get back to Lake Forest as soon as possible. Hit up the McDonald's in Manitowoc. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem. What was the story in 2014? Was it Wayne Larvey, the broadcaster who stumbled across the Bears brass meeting in the the press box, right? Because they're they're up there with us. The owners' box is is kind of connected to that giant press box they have in beautiful Lambeau Field, right? He stumbled upon a meeting that was going on there, right? And like, and, and as the story goes, as the legend has it, that's where the Bears decided to fire not only Phil Emery but also Mark Tressman. You almost happen to wonder if that car ride coming home from Green Bay, similar conversations are, are going to be had. Well, and that's where I guess I argue if you're going to do it, then do it, at least on the, the GM side of things. I, I just, in terms of, it's back to what you were just saying, you know, just operate like an NFL franchise. And and, and I, we got a lot of comments. First of all, I love the comment. Um, who was it up here that said, please hold me, Hogue. You know, we're tr- we're trying. That's what we're doing. This is this is why we're doing this for you in the middle of the game, okay? So hopefully this is some therapy and we can give you a reason to smile here. Um, but I guess if we're going to have these types of conversations here while this game's still going on, like don't don't there have to be conversations about Ted Phillips too? The ultimate I mean, conversation. I, I mean, how many how many of these hirings do you have to go through? Before you you change more than just the GM and the head coach, I, I it's it's a completely one hundred percent fair question at this point. Well, again, as the story has it, when the Bears were interested in, in Chris Ballard, he wanted um, an organizational structure change where he reported directly to the McCaskies. Again, as the story goes, as legend yeah, wasn't has it, it that he knew the skeletons in the closet or something yeah, like you that? You can't get up on a live YouTube video. I, I'm what making the, because what I'm doing is I'm making the uh, the video better. I'm uh, you know fixing the lighting here. Okay, I don't know how's, my, how's, how's my lighting. I just look at that the, the blue thing. Professional stuff here. Yeah, your Izzy and jersey in the background. Um, that's a very nuanced conversation. That's one that Chris Ballard wanted to entertain and got nowhere. That's why he is the GM of the Indianapolis Colts right now, not the Chicago Bears. You had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> well, the Colts got pummeled today, too. They so maybe did, that makes people feel a little bit better. They did, but you know what Chris Ballard did right away? He rebuilt one of the worst offensive lines in football, and he did it quickly. So, and that's uh, still a theme here. Uh, I guess. Look, those are conversations that are going to have to be had. Um, you have a game like this, everything's on the table, right? And we're, we're bringing up history here. We're bringing up things that have really happened, coming off a bye, getting pummeled in Green Bay. That that stuff does matter. Um, and we missed we, a touchdown? We, we missed a touchdown. touchdown. I think Mitch threw a touchdown to Allen Robinson based on tweets I'm seeing. So we should probably do a better job of uh, actually following the game while we do this. But... Does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter. Let's be no, honest. It doesn't matter. Um, what were we might as well talk about the game too? I mean, what were your first impressions coming out of the gate? Because I'll tell you this: the one similarity 
to me, more than anything, in terms of the play on the field, if we're going to compare this to the 2014 game in Green Bay, the defense just... Oh, yeah. yeah. Looking bad early and then laying down. I mean, Tony Dungy said it on the broadcast tonight. They quit. This is a team quitting. Yeah, they quit, which is not a good look for Matt Nagy. Just the defense looked awful Like to to begin with. Three-man rushes. Danny Trevathan caught in coverage in Devontae Adams. That's on Chuck Pagano. Like something's like we've been harsh. I feel like more than more so than others on, on Pagano and his defense. And you know, I, I don't think we've given the offense a pass by any means. But to see what Aaron Rodgers did today, and yeah, he is Aaron Rodgers, but it's just off. Bad day, awful day. And, and yes, I do think they quit as as this game went on. There, that Robert Tunyon touchdown uh, from the the third quarter. Another bad third quarter from the Bears, but. Yeah, they, they laid down today. Absolutely, they did. The The irony is that the offense is actually <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> solving some problems. I mean, look, no, Tr- no. Trubisky's still a problem. Like, here's the thing. This is actually what we've been trying to tell you here. Like, no, no one here has been telling you that Trubisky is anything that he's not. But we have been telling you that the offense works better with him. And you're seeing both of those things play out tonight. I mean, Trubisky's made some bad mistakes. They've tried to take shots when they shouldn't. That I don't know why they're running zone read with him because he's never been able to do that. So some of the problems are still all there. But hey, look, they're going to Allen Robinson in the red zone. He has two touchdowns. We uh, it was a six yard pass from Mitch Trubisky and the last one that made it forty one to seventeen. So okay, they're giving a Rob some red zone targets. Mitch is making some plays with his leg. He's still not the solution. We understand no. that. But the offense is better tonight. There's no denying that. Yeah, the irony is that the run game is actually running the ball. <laughs> it's it's fun. It was functioning. David Montgomery had his the longest run of his career. But how bears was it that you had two drop passes? Right. Let's let's call yeah. Anna Robinson's fifty fifty ball drop. Like if it's he a wants play he's got to make. If yeah. he wants to be paid like a number one wide receiver, you got to catch the ball. It happens across the league every single week. Jump ball catches are made like that. You got to catch the ball. So my early thoughts were, wow, look at the run game. Wow, you got to catch that Cole Komet. Wow, you really got to catch that Allen Robinson. And then, yes, the defense. Like, it was baffling at first. You know, like, I wasn't surprised by the first drive. We've seen Aaron Rodgers open games like that before. But then the drive after that and then drive after that, they just really took it to the Bears. They were outcoached, outmanned, outgunned, everything out it in this game today. Yeah, and... Look, I, I, we're seeing comments right away. I, I, we get it. Trubisky was not good tonight. No one's saying that Trubisky was good. W- what we're saying is that at the, the, these can be true at the same time. Quarterback can still be a problem, but the offense can work better with Trubisky. That's all we're saying, and that's actually unfolding in front of our eyes. The problem is, and I, we can go back to the defense. You know, the first drive of the game, maybe it's like handoff up the middle, handoff up the middle, and you're going, okay, they miss Akeem Hicks. Yeah, it went so far beyond Akeem Hicks, so fast. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was just picking on Buster Screen, picking on Danny Trevathan. I mean, why Danny Trevathan would ever be in coverage uh, against Devontae Adams? Who the heck knows? But you're going to let Aaron Rodgers diagnose that he's going to do that. I mean, he he's, looked like a he's surgeon. still taking shots on the Bears right now. Did you see that? Yeah, he just went it's, deep to Devontae. Yes. Which actually, if I'm if I'm doing this same uh, like show in Green Bay right now, I'm going. Why are they still in the game? Yeah, yeah. Stop that horse is dead, Aaron. <laughs> just get especially Devontae. I mean, he's such a key to the offense. Um, 
Yeah. Hey, look, I, I wrote this after the bye week, regardless of who the GM head coach is. I mean, this is a team that has to start making some really tough decisions. They're whoever, if they do make changes, it's you're inheriting a tough situation with the cap, um, the cap probably going down. You're probably I don't know what you do with Allen Robinson. I I made the case a couple weeks ago that you need to trade Kyle Fuller, which hurts. Kyle Fuller's great. He's actually been one of the guys tonight. I appreciate his edge and the tackling. I don't know that he's been one to quit tonight, but you got to get draft capital from somewhere. You can't just yeah. solve this with a mid-round first-round pick. If you can get a first-round pick for any of these guys, I think you got to start start looking at that. Yeah. And well, then maybe for the next GM to decide how much of a rebuild teardown he wants to have because we know Ryan Pace operated with that mindset. Goodbye, Martellus Bennett. Goodbye, Brandon Marshall. Like he he made some tough decisions with some talented players, but again, it's not working here for the Bears. And whoever takes over the Bears, even even if it's Ryan Pace, say he gets another opportunity yeah. at this, you have a lot of money tied up in some old, unproductive players. That Robert Quinn contract is not good. Look, you can free up cap space. You can extend Kyle Fuller. You can extend a key mix. But again, those aren't young core. Well, they're young. They're core players. But you know what I'm getting at? Like the, the, the aging players keep getting paid on this roster. And as it shows, you're not going anywhere until you fix what's going on in the offense. It may be a moot point right now, but I wrote a column a couple weeks ago just like how much should the Bears brass? Like, where's their trust level with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy? Because you know they're going to want to take another swing at this quarterback. Like, if, if, if they're coming to the table, like presenting their case to stay, we need to get our next quarterback. Do you trust them to make that call? I don't know. I mean, this is where you just can't deny the track record. I mean, you go back to Mike Glennon, boy. I did not envision myself watching Mike Glennon playing football today, but I did. He's he's on red zone and he's starting for the Jaguars today. But you go back to Mike Glennon, that didn't work. The Trubisky pick, that didn't work. I mean, Foles, the thing about the Foles trade is that falls on both of them. That's Nagy swing. It's, I it's would Nagy say that swing. leans towards more, more Nagy and his Agreed. staff. Yes, that's, Agreed. that's his swing to get this right. And that's where that's got to give you um, a little bit of doubt. Although I would say I think everybody knew why they made that move and what the results were most likely going to be. So I, I don't think, and I don't think anybody expected this bad though. Maybe not. That's because everybody thought there was more around them, and there yeah. wasn't. No, that's true. That's true. A lot of and, shortcomings. And that, that offensive line stuff goes to me back more on pace. Yes, it does. Um, although it's not like it's improved much since since Nagy got but, here. But at the same time, you know, they, they were hand-in-hand in, hand in their offseason decisions. Juan Castillo could be our fix here. Harry Hastian, goodbye. Thanks for coming. That's true. Mark Helfrich, yeah. goodbye. Thanks for coming. Harry Hastian and Bill Lazor are going to fix this run game. We got enough here. We like James Daniels. We like Cody Whitehair. Jermaine Effetti, come on down. It wasn't enough. Coaching did not fix this team. Did you see... <laughs> What a job by NBC tonight. And I'm not just saying that because they're my employer. Uh, the triple box yeah. with Ryan Pace, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky in the middle, and Matt Nagy. Even with the masks on, you get the shot of Pace just sitting up there in the box shaking yeah, let's, his head. So, so let me ask you. Let me ask you. Not wrong answers only. Let's get in the mind a little bit there. Like, 
Ryan Pace is shaking his head and was captured on the broadcast, right? Mm-hmm. Great job by NBC. What do you, what do you think he's thinking? Like what's going on in his mind at that moment? Like what, what's your best guess on what's going through his mind at that moment? Well, I'm trying to think of when that was. Cause they, there was a shot of him shaking his head after the touchdown, actually after Mitch's the first touchdown, but it was yeah, almost it was, like, yeah, it, it, it was almost like, I think what bears fans have been thinking too, even when they score touchdowns, it's never easy. Like they had, they had to get the PI call to even get in there. And then even then Mitch had a guy in his face. He had to throw it sidearm around to a wide open Allen Robinson. Like nothing about it was easy. And maybe that's just what he was thinking. Like, my God, why can't it just be easy? <laughs> like, finally. <laughs> what the F? Trying not to swear because we're live and there could be. Uh, most children should be in bed. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Let's see, any questions here? A lot of them are just angry comments. I get it. You know, one thing I started thinking about in the middle of this game, though, is who do you even go after? I'll tell you one name I like off the top of my head. Lewis Riddick. Explain. Well, I think he's proven himself to be very, very smart if you listen to him. Um, Although it should be pointed out that he was somebody that was in Mitch Trubisky's corner, (laughs) too. Yeah. (laughs) Early on. I, I think there were a lot of people back in Mitch Trubisky's corner back in the day, though. A few years later, things have changed. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Um, then that sometimes happens. I mean, you know, I'll I'll say this: if if I'm the Bears, brass, I want to hear the most articulate explanation for fixing this offense and modernizing this offense. Matt Nagy gave that. Mark Tressman gave that. So now you actually have like this, these two reference points, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've gone through hiring, uh, hiring two hiring processes where you went offense and offense after having Lovey Smith, who was your defensive minded head coach, right? So you have like reference points for, you know, like how we're going to fix this offense. And, and it's got to be everything. Look, a good defense is great. Chicago loves a great defense, but this offensive line, Starts there. That needs to be fixed. Quarterback too. Like quarterback, offensive line. Like you need to articulate this. And the Bears actually again have that. Uh, don't call it data, but they got those reference points now. Oh, that you know, Mark Trestman said something similar. I don't know if I like that. You know, Matt Nagy said that. You know, th- a couple of years ago as well. You know, like let's have a plan here and see if they can put it in place. It's it's a little different though because you you know the the thing about Mark Trestman that we sometimes lose because it was such a disaster is that they actually did have an offense. It For just year. got it got so bad on defense so quickly that that was the problem. I they mean, had I, offense stunk in its second year. And let's be honest. They may have been like the best Bears offense we've seen in the past 25 years, but it still wasn't that good. Well, I mean, the whole thing got away. I, yes. I guess what I'm saying is the difference here under Nagy is that, well, really until tonight, the defense had stayed in place. The defense, and and Ryan Pace deserves credit for that. I mean, if we're going to be fair on both sides of this, he did rebuild an absolutely atrocious defense and get them back to to a level that was definitely good enough to win a Super Bowl. But in this case, like the offense just has not held held up at all. And I and let me get back to more specific. I think we get I think we sometimes get too much into modernizing the offense. If we're really going to get specific, you mentioned the offensive line. And I would apply that to both sides of the ball. Like wherever this goes in the future of the Bears, whoever's the GM, whoever's the head coach, this is Chicago. You play physical football. And we've heard that like sort of secondhand about Matt Nagy's teams. Remember when Chris Long or was it Kyle? Kyle said it early in this yeah. past offseason. He said, you know, back in 2018, he asked his brother, Chris, who was on the Eagles, Chris, if we had beaten you, do you think we could have won the Super Bowl? And his answer was, no, you guys weren't physical enough. And we've heard that. I've heard that sort of casually mentioned sometimes from national analysts that say, oh, yeah, you know, I was talking to this coach and they just don't think that the Bears are physical enough. That's an area, like, you almost got to think, like, Tennessee right now. Yeah. The The problem, though, with thinking that, like, the way Tennessee's playing offense, I don't know, is that still a Super Bowl team, though? Like, even though they did what they did today against the Colts? Well, you need your defense to be a little bit more stout than what they have going right now because their defense isn't that good. Well, let me just further my point. How often have we heard Matt Nagy talk about searching for an identity on offense, right? Yeah. Or how about Mark Trespin at some point would, would be grasping for that identity? Don't forget that conversation. That, that storyline emerged under Mark Trespin too, especially in his second year. We're, look, we're looking for that identity. Matt Nagy said it for two and a half years now. We're looking for that identity. 
I want to hear someone articulate what they think that identity should be from the start. You know, I don't know if the more you get more information on it, like is every game is played by this, you know, Bears offense. I I don't know if they ever knew what they wanted to be. And it starts up top. You know, it's, it, it is the general manager. It is the, the offensive coordinator who is the head coach of Matt Nagy. It just seems to be, I just don't like that you're trying to figure out what you want to be. I think you should have that in mind and build around this identity that you, that you want to be like, have like some core principles offensively. Maybe that is just starting off up front and, and like building the most, you know, powerful offensive line that you can, but you know what I'm getting at? I do, but you, you know, what's so funny. Every time we have these conversations, I totally agree with you. Like you, you do have to articulate that right away. And I'd like to see them rebuild the offensive line and be more physical up front. Okay. And I think a lot of bears fans would like to see that. But it still comes back to having a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw some exchange on Twitter today. I forget where it was, but it, someone tweeted something like, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a Chiefs fan right now. And I clicked on the tweet, and the first response was from a Chiefs fan who said, You know what? It was miserable. Miserable. And then we got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's what Bears fans. <laughs> the Bears would take Alex Smith. And, but this is what Bears fans are like dealing with right now. And Didn't I can't Elvis Gerback have like an amazing year for the Chiefs? Wasn't Joe Montana there for a couple of years? But the they could never, career? they could never get I over know. the hump. Like didn't yeah. they, they win like a, did they have like a fifteen win season one year, or fourteen with something like that, and they lost in the first round or something like that. Like then they got Patrick Mahomes, and that's why Bears fans are so upset right now because they could have had Patrick Mahomes, and I feel very confident saying Matt Nagy's offense would work if you had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, quarterback does cover up all the warts. Well, he'd be, yes. Although you're missing certain playmakers too, and Tyree Kill, but you know, certain quarterbacks can turn a Robert Tunyon into a touchdown machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, undrafted free agents come out of nowhere sometimes for the Green, pa- Green Bay Packers, and that starts with the quarterback. We just get kind of caught up in these modernized offenses. Like, hey, let's get the hot. And you know what? Honestly, right now, the only coach that I would say is is consistently scheming. Sort of at a modern. I think. Well, I think Kyle Shanahan's doing it clearly with the 49ers. because the run game there. There's some throwback principles there. They go it, back to his father. It, exactly. It's different. Like there's old school football mixed in there, and it's a lot of different stuff. And then I think Sean McVay's doing it because I don't think Jared Goff's an elite quarterback, but he's good enough with what. So those two coaches are doing. But like Matt Lafleur, yeah, he's doing a good job, but he's Aaron Rodgers. Come on, what Aaron Rodgers was doing in the first quarter, specifically tonight, picking apart that Bears defense like a surgeon. Man, that was him. That was him at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's, but it's still, you know, I would still say the the Packer scheme out scheme what Chuck Pagano was drawing up. You know, with his oh yeah three man rushes and whatnot. I just think what we learned from Tressman and what we've learned from Nagy that there needs to be some type of or like I know we all heard it from. Uh, Pace and Nagy and, and Trustman and, and, and Emery, but you know, you hope the Bears brass beyond Ted Phillips and George McCaskey. Like I hope you have like notes, like lots and lots of notes. And you know, some of the things that you didn't like, I feel like you should go back to those. Like the questions you may have had about Matt Nagy, the questions you may have had about Mark Trestman, Bill Emery and Ryan Pace. You know, I know you eventually hired those guys. But I'm sure there were questions. Like, go back to those and focus on those if you do happen to clean house. Well, let's get back to the magnitude of tonight. 
because I think it's it's worth talking about. You know, I, I wrote it my 10 Bears things earlier this week. What a loss. And I was just talking about loss. Like, they could have lost by one point, and it would have meant you've lost five games in a row. And it would have been, what, now one in f- five, one in four? I'm forgetting the word. Whatever the record is against the Packers for Matt Nagy, it's not good. Uh, they've only won one game, and it came against Joe Philbin when he was the interim head coach when Mike McCarthy got fired. Um, so that would have just been a one-point loss. What we're talking about is a blowout, a game in which your defense didn't give you a chance. The broadcast, the analyst, Tony Dungy, one of the most respected voices in football, uh, straight up says your defense quit. And shots of Virginia McCaskey at the game, Ryan Pace shaking his head. The optics are bad. It is fair to compare it to 2014. So when you add all that up, it feels like... And and then you actually have to consider Ryan Pace's contract situation, too. Because he's going into... He's got one more year left in his deal. Matt Nagy has, too. So, especially on the GM side of things... You rarely see coaches or general managers going to the final year of their deal without either an extension or being let go. That's just sort of the reality of the business. Every once in a while it happens, but not a lot. And you certainly can't extend them right now. Or Bears fans will just, bl- <laughs> just lose their minds. So I guess it's just not looking good right now. How about my hypothetical going back to our last podcast or two podcasts ago? Like we all thought this could be yeah. a possibility tonight. But your other games coming up are against the Lions and you're a favorite in that one. They just fired their coach and GM. You got the Jaguars coming up. They fired their GM. You got the Texans coming up. They fired their <laughs> coach and GM. You know, like... And then you got the Vikings who are hot in your heels right now or are now about to have the same record as you. Like, what do you need to see? Like, is, is there anything redeeming about these next four games that could possibly be, that could possibly come to fruition for the Bears? Well, and that's why it was such a good hypothetical you how brought. Cra- like, first of all, how yeah. crazy is that, that? That you're about to face three teams over your next four games with major structural changes that take that took place this season. Yeah. Although I would say I don't feel great about their chances in Minnesota in a couple weeks. No. But the Vikings have been so up and down, it's possible. Don't know. You don't know. And you saw last year, once they managed to stop the skid, they were competitive in a couple of games against teams that weren't great, like the Cowboys and the Lions. But you're right. I mean, they, they face a Lions team next week that looks... I mean, they just fired their head coach and general manager. Looks, Dead in the water. Yeah, um, so it's a possible win. It's at home. Quite frankly, it should be a win. I, I know the look-ahead line said the Bears were favored, and I don't necessarily think that changes just because of this outcome right here. So, But even in your hypothetical, what was so interesting was it still ended with a loss to the Packers yep. with a potential playoff berth on the line. And it all the things we just talked about, Pace's contract situation, the quarterback track record, having who are you going to put in charge of making these massive decisions in the offseason? And 
now we have the added context of this disaster in Green Bay tonight. Although the right. Bears, the Bears are right now uh, screaming for a backdoor cover. <laughs> it's forty-one right. to twenty-five now. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, things that could be redeeming. Yeah, I don't know what what it could be. Um, for a while, I thought the just the randomness and craziness of this season would give a lot of teams pause because playing a year during a pandemic where practices are different, schedules are different, training camp was different, like that changes things, right? Like that affects a team. Like seriously affects a team. Um, But this is bad. This is real bad. And some of those teams didn't pause. Like the Lions have seen enough. Texans saw enough. Jaguars, well, I think a lot of us saw enough Dave Caldwell a couple years ago, but he was still gainfully employed up until today. It's just, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'll tell you fun. what, I'll tell you what, John, so I, I just went through that with the White Sox, and I remember, you know, after, because they flamed out at the end of, of the season this year, I remember saying, because it, it wasn't clear whether or not they were going to change managers, and I remember saying on the post-game show after they lost that, the, what kind of what you said? I mean, let's not lose sight of the pandemic. And thought Ricky Renteria did a lot of good things to keep the team safe, and they really didn't have any cases once the season started. Blah blah blah. They fired him anyway, you know. So it, it doesn't seem like a trend in sports right now. Is really in any league, from what I've seen is to give a coach or general manager the benefit of the doubt because right. of the pandemic. It's still, um, what's the, uh, God, we keep quoting John Fox. That's, that's when you know it's bad, is when we keep going back to gimmicky John Fox quotes, you know, where it's all where it's all a problem and it's a production-based business. That was his quote, right? Production-based Resu- business. Results-based business, I forget. Yeah. But no, that's what he, he said. He, he has one like that, and it's just, and here we go. Backers are... Grinding it out. It's it's um I think you've seen enough of the the Bears offense under Matt Nagy to have serious doubts what it could be, regardless of even who's a quarterback. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, those guys don't grow on trees. You know, like who are you gonna draft being in the middle of the first round is that's who's gonna become something like that instantaneously? Because Patrick well, Mahomes a- did he, did he even come to fruition that fast. Yeah, I, I mean, it, that's the, the the tough reality is that Mahomes is like a once-in-a-decade type of guy in the draft anyway. And then I guess what makes it even worse is, you know, you. This is, I'm glad I thought of this because you mentioned the Texans. You know, the Texans are actually playing decent right now, and they have a good offense, and they have Deshaun Watson. So what happens when Deshaun Watson comes to Soldier Field and – Scores a touchdown and goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm losing fingers here because I'm holding my microphone, but gets up to twelve, just like Patrick Mahomes did last year with ten. Watson does it with twelve. Yeah, Mahomes had it easy. Yeah, I'm just saying the optics can get worse. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Mahomes or Watson is, as we've seen uh, at least in a couple games this year, can still raise the level. Of his team, that that's not a great team. That is an awful defense the Texans have. But you know, that's the it's not the icing on the cake. That's like more dirt on the cake. You yeah. know, for the Bears this season, it's just 
Some more fuel for the fire. Um, I will circle back to something because I, I think we're getting a couple questions from people who uh, weren't here off the top. For those listening live, and apologies, I guess, to those who uh, are listening to the podcast and may have already heard this, but um, basically the, the conversation of would the Bears make a move as soon as tomorrow? And look, that is not the track record. No. It, with the Bears. But I said this off the top. That's why I want to circle back. I, I personally just can't ignore the fact that right now we've already seen the Falcons, the Texans, uh, the Jaguars today fired their general manager, and then the, the uh, Lions obviously fired their head coach and general manager yesterday. That's four jobs that general manager jobs that are already open, that guys are doing their homework, that you know, are in the search process. Now, you can start a search process before you do that. That certainly happens a lot in sports. But I, I you also said something that was interesting early on in this thing too, John. It's like, when, when do the Bears operate like an NFL franchise? And you're seeing it across the league right now. Jaguars and Lions. Now, you could also argue that a lot of these are the same teams. Now, Falcons had guys in place for a long time, but a lot of these are the same teams that are re- constantly recycling guys every few years as it is, and you don't want to become that. You don't want to become the Browns where you have a new head coach, three head coaches in three years. But I guess you keep taking swings because you can't just stick with the status quo either. No, no, no. Again, there's enough statistical evidence that, you know, sometimes this is just not a pandemic problem. The offense was bad last year. You can look at 2018, you can poke holes in everything they did that was good for that offense. Uh, those are personnel decisions. Those are coaching decisions. Those are play call decisions. Those are on-the-field quarterback decisions. There's a lot of things that Bears ownership already has at its disposal to evaluate where, one, I don't know what's going to change over the next five weeks. And two, do you really need to give them a pass on the pandemic? And I, 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 at least with the latter, I would say no. I would say you already know enough about this offense to know it's stuck in the mud and never getting out of it. And by the way, the game is over now. It's a final. Bears lose 41-25. to It really wasn't even that close as the Bears added a couple touchdowns in garbage time. Um, and we have some work to do. But I will leave on... on on, on this note, I just, if changes are on the way, I don't know how you can ignore the people that are doing the hiring because you had a chance to get Chris Ballard and you decided not to go down that road. So I'm just, if you're, if you're going to go through this again, I don't know how that can't be evaluated or looked at. And those reasons are all well documented why they went the way they did. But I know the Colts had a bad loss today, but he's in Indianapolis and overall has done a really good job there, in my opinion. So Sometimes you have to be bold. Yeah. You have to do things that you probably don't really want to do. But and, and, and the reason I bring that up, and you brought this up earlier, Johns, is they didn't go with Ballard because he wanted to restructure things. And... The Bears didn't want to do that. They 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 like their structure. They want to keep things the same way. Um, 
And you know what? The reality is Ryan Pace has actually brought a lot of new things to this franchise that don't get talked about and fans even pay attention to. Ted Phillips to. does give him a lot of freedom. We should, we should say that. Like, I mean, he is the they've football They've doubled House Hall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Pace basically was was given the freedom to do a lot of things. And he did a lot of things behind the scenes that are going to help the Bears, I think, even in the future, like expanding the football operations, hiring new people, getting more into nutrition and science and all that, getting better, way better facilities. and But it still comes down to wins and losses, like you said with John Fox, production-based business. So It still comes down to that quarterback position. And that too, and that too. The long-standing problem for this Bears franchise. Absolutely. And the right. Bears have taken their swings and missed. Well, the game's over. We got to go uh, You know, have these press conferences and write and do a bunch of things. So uh, please follow us on Twitter if you don't already, at Adam Hoge, H-O-G-E. That's me, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. That's him. And uh, we appreciate our producer, Kent Garrison, for setting all this up on short notice and flying with us. That was awesome. Great job by him. Uh, please read us, too. On the, John's is on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. If you're not a subscriber, you can go there right now and get a great deal. Uh, and my stuff is on NBCSportsChicago.com, so we'll have all that up later in the night as well. Uh, if you're new here, you just clicked on the link because you saw it on Twitter during the game. Our podcast, three days a week. There's plenty more of this. Whatever happens down the road this season, we'll be covering it. So go subscribe to the Hogan Johns podcast. Uh, If you're new here, we appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed it. $1 a month at The Athletic. There you go. There you go. I don't know if we're going to do this in the future. I have no idea. This is partly uh, due to the pandemic that we're even able to do it because otherwise we would have been at Lambeau. But we appreciate everybody watching because I know there's a ton of people watching here on short notice. Uh, We enjoyed doing it. Hopefully it helps you get through the fourth quarter because this was a painful night for the Chicago Bears, and we'll see what happens here going forward. Uh, We'll be back Tuesday with the fallout of all this. We'll talk to you then. See ya. Y'all stay corona-free, all right? And God bless.